Ready for part two? Cliffhanger. That's right. Who remembers two weeks ago? We've slept 14 times since then. And I don't sometimes remember what happened three hours ago. So how about we start with a little bit of a refresher? Is that okay? We're talking about the blessed life and how to live a blessed life through the power and the Spirit of God. And, and what I started with two weeks ago was Matthew 6.33. What is that verse? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So if we put God first, we seek God first, and we can expect the promises of God to be active in our life. Because God is a principle, not like a school. He's a principle-based God. If we do, then he does. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. That's an if-then principle. It's like geometry. I like, yeah, I remember that from high school. And that's been a minute ago. And I said two weeks ago, if we want the blessings of God... We must first seek the God of the blessing. If we seek the God of the blessing, we put that first in our life, the blessings of God will be active in our life. And if, I told you, if I'm, if I'm going to subtitle this two-parter, it's going to be the principle of firsts. It's about putting God first in our life and seeking what he wants for our lives. In Exodus 13, the scripture says, The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me all the firstborn. And then we, we skip down to uh, talking about donkeys and, and lambs. Who remembers that? Donkeys and lambs. I didn't get any hands, so let's read it. <laughs> I told you, we've slept 14 times since then, so that's okay. In Exodus 13, 12, you shall set apart to the Lord all that first opens the womb. All the firstborn of your animals that are males shall be the Lord's. Every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. The lamb is for redemption. You get to keep the donkey. But if you don't redeem the donkey, what do you do with it? Ah, you remembered. <laughs> you break its neck. That's, did I tell a story of my neighbor's dog? Okay. I talked to him a couple days ago. I said, I've shared this story a bunch. I'm going to share it with you today. My, my neighbor has a daughter that lives in Havity Grace, and she has two dogs. I don't know what the first kind is. It's this tall, and it's fuzzy. But it's, it's this real sweet dog. This other dog is a German Shepherd, and he is this big. weighs 125 pounds, and he's all black, and his hair is just like this long. Well, she lives on a farm and has horses, and she got a pet goat. So the goat was little, and she came home from work one day, and the goat's head was laying in the front yard. The German shepherd bit the head off the goat. So now my neighbor has his daughter's dogs. And, and I called him the other day. He's like, he's like, my house is unlocked. Go ahead and go in my house. I'm like, no. I said, dude, I'm not going in your house if you're not there because that dog is there. And he bit the head off a goat. No, thank you. I want to keep everything I've got just like it is. Maybe slimmer, but just like it is for the largest part, right? So that's brutal, but the Bible says if you don't redeem with the lamb, with the donkey, you break its neck. So either you either redeem it or you, you lose it. Either you sacrifice it or you redeem it. And then we talked about that for a while. So let's move on from that principle, and let's go to point number two, and that is the first fruits must be offered. Everybody say first fruits. First fruits. 
What's key about the word first fruits? First. Oh, you guys are awesome. So Solomon said in Proverbs chapter 3, honor the Lord with your wealth. Who thinks they're rich today? Some are raising your hand and some are just indignant. Like, I'm not rich. <laughs> honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. We don't have crops, do we? We don't. So honor the Lord with the first fruits of all that you get. How about that? Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats with brim with, will brim over with new wine. So Solomon's talking about when we honor God with the first part of everything we get, then we're never going to run out. That we're going to be blessed. That we're going to live a blessed life. Our vats are going to be flowing over and it's going to be good. It's going to be awesome. So Exodus 23 says to bring the first of our first fruits. It actually says bring the first of your first fruits into the house of God. He's trying to make a point, and the, the point is first. Everybody say first. Very strong verbiage. Notice, and this is what I love about this, and I'm learning this as I go. I didn't see, I've never seen this before. Notice the scripture says bring. It doesn't say give. It says bring. The first part, the, the first part, the first fruits. It says bring, not give. Why? What does scripture say about the tithe? It's holy unto the Lord, and it is whose? It's his. So we're not giving the Lord. You can't give what isn't yours. You can't give what's not yours. If I, if, if I, if I go to Pastor Andrew's house and I get a pair of his shoes and, and I, 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 I take them home and I wrap them in a box, I say, dude, I want to give you something. <laughs> and he opens up his own stinky shoes. How's he going to feel? I didn't give him anything, did I? I stole from him, and then I brought something that was his back to him. That's the same principle. I'm, when, when I tithe, I'm not giving to God. I'm bringing to God. See, we think of the tithe as ours. And when we, when we, give, the, when we give God our tithe, we, I, I get a feeling of accomplishment. I don't know about you. Anybody else? I feel good about myself. I get a little bit of pride going on because, because I tithe. Because I'm following scripture. Because it's a principle and I know that. So when, when I tithe, I, I do get a little bit of pride. I'm not going to lie to you. So when I realize that I'm not really giving God anything. Now see, it just got deathly zero decibel quiet in here. I'm not giving him anything. I'm bringing to him what is already his. That's why in Malachi, when, when, when God's people weren't being blessed, they want to know why. And he said, because you are stealing from me because you're not doing this. And another passage says, that it says, you, you, you eat, but you're never full. You put money in your purse, but it's, it's, it's a purse with holes in it. And you, you never seem to have enough. Why? Because you're neglecting this part of what I've asked you to do. So according to scripture, we have... Two choices when it comes to tithing. Let's, let's think about the lamb and the donkey. We can bring it or we can steal it. It's going to be quiet for a minute. That's okay. We can bring it or we can steal it. Have you ever thought about it that way? Nope. I hadn't either. 
Because it's always this thing that we do. I, I watched my parents do it growing up, and I watched other people do it growing up. And my whole life I've seen it, but I've never thought about I can't give God what is already his. I just simply bring it to him. And if I want the blessings of God in my life, this is something I have to do, or he considers me a thief. So always when something negative happens, I do this. I have this process. I first check myself to see if, if I am who I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And if I'm not, then I stop right there. And there have been times in my life where I look at this and I can see if, I'm, if, if God's not blessing me like I think he should be blessing me, that I, I look at this and if I have slacked off at all, I stop right there. Because I know this is a principle that is so powerful that if I don't do this, I have no right to expect the blessings or favor of God in my life. And I completely understand it. God has got to be first. We talked about last week in Joshua chapter 7. God told, God told Joshua to, to, when, when the, the city of Jericho had fallen to bring everything, all the silver, all the gold, and bring it into the house of the Lord. And Achan kept silver, and he kept silver, and he kept some clothing from the city. And when nobody knew... Israel went out and they lost their next battle. God, and Israel, Joshua was like, Lord, why? Did we, did, we're supposed to be walking in favor. We're supposed to be blessed. We're supposed to be your chosen people. Why did we lose? And Joshua got a word from God. He's like, this is why. Somebody's kept some stuff, and you've got to find out who it is. They had all the people come before Joshua. God identified Achan. And what happened to Achan? They stoned him and his family. And everything he had got rocks. That's why they were lost, because they had, Scripture actually said, you have become cursed because this person kept back what was mine. It was the first fruit because Jericho was the first city. It takes faith. Don't expect this to be the easiest thing that you've ever done. It takes faith to bring the first. Notice I didn't say give the first. It takes faith to bring the first. Let's break it down real, real life. Do I want my life to be blessed or cursed? Do I want my checking account to be blessed or cursed? What Achan kept cursed Israel. 90% redeemed will go further than 100% cursed. Who believes that? 90% redeemed because you sacrificed that tenth. You, you brought it to God. 90% redeemed will go further than 100% cursed. We bring the first. Who remembers Cain and Abel? Does Cain and Abel were the, were the first kids. They were Adam and Eve's kids. If you don't know the story, they were bringing sacrifices to God. Abel's sacrifice pleased God. Cain's sacrifice did not please God, so he was angry. It was the first murder in history. Cain killed his brother because he was jealous and angry. So let's visit that in Genesis chapter 4. In the course of time, Cain brought some, some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. He was a farmer, so he was bringing what he, what, what he had to God. And Abel also brought an offering, the fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering. But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry. And his face was downcast. He went on to kill his brother because he was so angry. 
Understand, the law had not been given yet. There was no sacrifice to push sin ahead. That, that, the priest, none of that had been instituted yet. This was simply the first humans on the planet. The first kids. And Abel brought a sacrifice of meat because he was a herder. Cain brought a sacrifice of fruits and vegetables because that's what he did. Two sacrifices. The only differentiation in this passage that we can find that separates the two. What's the key word in the scripture that Abel brought his sacrifice? The firstborn of his flock. And how did the scripture start? In the course of time, Abel brought some of the fruits. You see that? Abel brought the firstborn. He brought the first part. He was practicing the principle of first. He was instituting this principle in his life. And, and Cain brought, after some time, he brought some of the fruits. Had nothing to do with first. And he was angry. And he killed his brother. The only difference spelled out here is that Abel brought the firstborn of his flock. And the Bible calls that a more perfect sacrifice. Abel brought the first. The rest was redeemed. Not so with Cain because God cannot, God cannot be second. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. What's the first commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul. That's the first commandment. It's to love God, to put him first. He is the first commandment. We can all say, and we can say it all day, that God is first in our life. But when we look at certain things in our life, time spent with him, we're all honoring God with the first day of the week. First fruits. In the morning on the first day of the week, we're together. First fruits. What do our, what do our checking and savings accounts look like? Do we honor God with our first fruits? I'm going to get a little, it's gonna, we're going to go into that in just a minute. So when we say that, is it true? So let's go to point number three, and it's the last one. The tithe must be first. Everybody say first. Leviticus 27 says, A tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil, fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. And all the tithe of the land, whether the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It's holy unto the Lord. All. Everybody say all. It's holy to the Lord. I, I, I had this story for, for two weeks ago, but I knew just enough about it to be dangerous, so I didn't want to share it. So I talked to my father-in-law after, after service, and uh, it's a story about his dad, my wife's grandfather. He started this church back in 1965, and, and before, he was a, before he was a pastor, he uh, was a member, just like anybody else. And he got sideways with a pastor. He was angry at him. See, we're all human, aren't we? So the, this man that became a great man of God, who's now 93 years old, about to be 94, he got angry at his pastor. And he decided he was leaving the church. And he decided he, was, he wasn't going to spend his tithing, but he just wasn't going to give it to that church. Does that seem like him to people who know him? He said, I'm not going to spend it. I'm just going to put it in a, in a savings account. And when I decide where I'm going to church, I'll give all my money there. And the story goes, he said, I put it in an account, and it, it, it piled up to where it was several hundred dollars. We're talking about 1960, 62. So several hundred dollars is a lot of money. You know, it's, it's like a quarter of a car. 
So it's sitting in an account. He hasn't spent it, hasn't touched it, but it hasn't gone to the house of the Lord. He said, so it wasn't too long. He's like, my furnace broke. My hot water heater went up. The car broke down. This happened. That happened. He said, God finally got my attention. He said, and God spoke to me and said, this is because that money is in your account. He said, I went and got the money out and took it to him. And he said, it, it straightened up. That's real life stuff. I told you the story about my car. The first has to be first, and it's, it's the Lord's. It's holy unto the Lord. Tithes on all of our increase, what we receive, salary, bonuses, birthday money. Is it an increase? Then the first part is God's. I started studying this, and, and I, 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 got, I got convicted because you don't have to do what I do, okay? This is, this, this is just something I just started practicing. When, when we get paid, who, who's got their banking app? How awesome are they? Who likes the banking apps? I don't go to the bank anymore, y'all. I don't need to wait in line to, to, for somebody to take my money. So I, 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 we get checks or we get direct deposit, and I, I, the, boom, it's in the bank. So really practicing first fruits from that, mylifecenter.tv. It's first. Is it first or is it not? You don't have to do that. But I would challenge you. I would challenge you. Whether it's $2 or $20,000, it won't be blessed until you give God the first part. Can you wait till Sunday? You absolutely can. But write the check first. I'm challenging you today. See, what, what we do and what I've done most of my life is we get the money, we get, you know, who still writes checks, honestly? We got 20, 30 people that still write checks. Most of it's done online, automatic deposit, automatic withdrawal. You don't ever see your money. It's just all electronic, and you never touch it. But what we typically do is if we actually sit down and budget out our money, well, this is the mortgage, and this is the car payment, the car insurance, and the cell phone, and the TV, and, and, and we go down, 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 and we got $65 left. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Let's not, let's not be dishonored. Y'all know what I'm talking about. There's $65 left. And then we see out of that 65 bucks what we're going to give to God. We're being Cain right there. After some time, Cain brought some of. So if we get paid on Wednesday, I'm just being real. And God convicted me about this, and I've changed what I do. So... If we get paid on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, and we budget our money out and we have a big weekend, hopefully not too big, Jesus and everything. So we, we get to Sunday, and there's $65 in our checking account. Well, we got to eat out on Sunday. So we got to decide what, what portion, if anything. Some people don't even give a penny. And we decide right then, what are we going to do with what's left? We're living the life of Cain and not of Abel. That's tough. I know it is. But that's how it is. Are we going to live the principle of first? Are we going to live a blessed life? Are we going to live a life just like everybody else in the world? That's the difference, and that's, what, that's what's going to be the separation and defining point in our life. I've had to adjust how I do things because of this principle. I told you all, we get this first. 
We get this first. So you don't have to go give your money online. You don't have to do that. I'm sorry. You don't have to bring your money online. You don't have to bring your tithe online. You can bring it. There, you know, there's, there's something about bringing something in the house of God because the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. See, some of us were like, we get back here. I hope I don't squeal. We get back here and we're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? You're like, you're like, that's new wheels or something. That's a new purse, a new pair of shoes, a new belt. It's a new hair, uh, a new hairdo. Go get your hair did. But we sometimes we're like, ugh, and we, we put it in or we take it to the back or whatever it is. But, but how, how much more blessed and how much more effective could it be that when, we, when we, it's time to do this on Sunday, we're like, God, thank you for my job. Thank you for my increase. I'm honored. I'm blessed to give you yours, to bring you yours. See, my language has to change. My thought process has to change. Why? Because it's all jacked up. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. So until I get that thinking out of my mind, I want to live. I want everything that God's got for me. And the only way I get it is the principle of first in everything in my life. So I told y'all, I really wish I had this video today, this, this African dude in this African church, and he's like doing the centipede across the front. Y'all, who doesn't know what that is? The worm. Y'all know what the worm is? A creepy crawly thing. <laughs> I challenge you to change your mindset from, well, it's offering time. I have to take something up there. I'm not, don't feel bad because we've all felt it. Or there's no way I can do that. Who's, who's had that thought before? There's no way I, I can't afford to do that. <laughs> Thank you. Until your mindset changes, what, what does Romans say? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can prove what is the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Until our mindset changes about the principle of first, about putting, truly putting God first in our lives, until that mindset changes, we won't truly live the blessed life that God has for us. What if our offering time on Sunday turned into a celebration? Number one, how fun would that be? Because some of y'all are crazy. <laughs> how fun would that be if it, was, if it was a time of celebration that we're like, God, I'm so blessed. Thank you so much for what you've given me and what you've done in my life. I'm honored. I'm blessed. I'm thrilled to bring you what is yours. That's a mindset change. Some of you are like, I don't want that mindset. Because you ain't never gave a penny to church. Ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> if you forget and get gas in your car before you give God what, or before you bring, see? Before you bring God's what, what is his, are you cursed? No. He knows your intent. He knows your heart. The Bible says that he is the only one that knows our heart. 
And he tries the reins of our heart. He tries to see if we're going to go where we need to go. So he's got you. God, understand that God doesn't need you to give, but he, we need to be blessed. He doesn't need us to give, but we need to be blessed. 1998, Christians around the world were earned. Christians around the world globally earned $15.2 trillion. Christians that year gave $270 billion to ministry. That's a lot of money, man. That's 1.8%. 1.8%. That's about 8.2 shy of the starting point that the Bible gives us. So surely, America had to be the leader. American Christians earned $5.2 trillion. That is a third of what Christians all around the world earn. This little bitty country in the middle of America, like north and south, right? Not in the, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Look at a map. In the middle of, like, North and South America, here we are. This little country started a couple hundred years ago, earned $5.2 trillion, just Christians. That's a third of what Christians in the entire world earned. We got to be the standard setter, right? We got to be the, the bearer of that torch of what it means to give. We gave <laughs> Americans, Americans, we gave $92 billion. That's a lot of money. But it's 1.7%. A tenth of a percent less than the average in the world. The most blessed nation on the face of the earth. It may be rocky. It may be rough. You may hate the president. You may have hated the last president. I don't know. I don't care. But we are a blessed nation. And I still get chill bumps listening to the Star Spangled Banner when it comes on. I do. It's Memorial Day weekend where we remember people who sacrificed their lives for us to have what we have. And if, if you don't feel something when you hear taps, yeah, you catch a tear. Why? Because it means a hero's died. It means somebody's not here anymore that sacrificed so that we could have what we have. And we celebrate them. If somebody, if, if somebody in, in your family, your friends, has given their life for our country, they're a hero. And we live in the most blessed nation on the planet. And we earn the most money on the planet. We have problems. But you better be grateful to live here. I got a few amens, but it got quiet. If you've taken an oath and put on a uniform, you know what I'm talking about. And we got some. So we gave 1.7%. That's less than the world average. Let me ask you this. Is there any question why our nation and world are in the state they're in when even the Christians don't honor God like the word of God says to honor God? When we back down from who God has called us to be and what God has called us to do. That's why people in the military and our first responders are so priceless because they, for God so loved the world he gave. Greater love have no man than lay down his life for a friend. That's why they're so special and why we honor them good and there there are good and bad just like there are good and bad in this room but we honor them because of what they do so let's talk about why and this is this is where hopefully this gets your heart 
Why do we do this? Why do we honor God? Why do we bring him the first part of what we earn? Why do we give him the first part of our week? Why do we give him the first part of our day? Exodus chapter 13, verses 14 and 15. In days to come, when your son asks you, what does this mean? Say to him, with a mighty hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. When Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed the firstborn of both people and animals in Egypt. This is why I sacrifice to the Lord the first male offspring of every womb and redeem each of my firstborn sons. Let's talk about this today. When you're training, Proverbs 6.22, 22.6, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they're old, they won't depart from it. When you're training your children the principle of firsts, and they ask you, why do we do this? This is a lot of money. This doesn't make sense. This would buy me a bicycle. And you have to res resist the urge just to not go take the and go buy a bicycle. You had kids, you know what I'm talking about. You can tell them. You're not going to talk about sheep and goats and lamb and all those things. You can tell them where you were when Jesus found you. And where you are right now that you're following Jesus. And what he saved you from. And what he, the slavery he saved you from. And the slavery he delivered you from. The habits and behavior and attitude and hatred and anger and addiction. All the things that he brought you out of. You can say, I'm honoring God because I once was lost but now I'm found because, because Jesus changed my life because the devourer is rebuked from my family because I'm taking, this, I'm taking what's God's and I'm taking it to him and redeeming my kids. Isn't that what scripture said? I'm redeeming my sons because of what I'm doing right now. I'm redeeming my kids when I bring God what is his? Because generations are being changed. Because I want to bless life.